Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the Cats, how rest can turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District, where we hold DC sports accountable. So this is episode 57, and we'll get to the significance of episode 57 later on in the show and why why that's a big number. But anyway, I am Stoner. You can find me. Oh, I'm bouncing my table. Uh, I'm Stoner. You can find me at Stonedog23 on Twitter. And to my right would be Trev. You can find him at Trev HTTC on Twitter. Probably, I don't know. Did you change your name on Instagram and all that other stuff? Nah, just on Twitter. Just on Twitter. Just on Twitter. Okay. So you can find him there. And of course, we're down a man. We're down Nathan today. However, he is going to be in the chat uh, as Ref the District. So you can interact with him there. (laughs) <laughs> and so, like I said, this is episode 57. Nathan will be here for some following follow-up shows going forward. He's dealing with some family stuff, so we totally understand. Trev and I will take over. Trev, it's yeah. been a minute. It has, have dog. I have. have whew, well, I've been doing a little bit of potting uh, with yeah. Nathan because you have been absent a couple of times, too. <laughs> oh, I've been um, the one that's going on. I mean, it's okay. I'm just saying, yeah, just yeah. stating the fact. Uh, and then I've yeah. been getting this bar going, man. Sky Bar has officially opened. Yeah. Uh, we had our official public opening last weekend, Friday and Saturday. It's great. It's popping off. Um, awesome. That's what I've been doing, just being a bar owner. So. All right. Well, let's get to that. Our sponsors. We are sponsored by Pacers Running. Uh, Pacers Running is a uh, has six stores in the Northern Virginia and D.C. area. And, of course, you can find them online at Pacers Running. Um, and so they they take care of all your running needs, foot apparel, gear, all that stuff. Check them out um, at Pacers Running. And then also, of course, we are sponsored by uh, Sky Bar. Right, Trev? And you said you guys sure. are open now every yes, day, right? Uh, or, just Friday or- and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, certain times yeah. that you're open? Yeah, 5 to 10 right now. Um, of course, staffing is an issue like it is in the entire world. Um, we'll be looking to expand our hours and days a little bit more than that. But right now, Fridays and Saturdays, 5 to 10, come check us out. Awesome. That's in Lexington, Virginia. We will, yep. at some point, have a live Ref the District show from uh, from the Sky Bar in yeah, Lexington, be dope. Virginia. That'll yes, be coming out soon. All right. So let's get to what's coming up on the show today. Of course, here in the warm-up, I've got a few surprises for you, Trev, Mm, in the warm-up. I like surprises. Yeah, yeah. In the game, Uh, we have NBC Sports Commanders and Washington Football Talks. Pete Haley is joining uh us at about 745. Let's go. So we'll we'll talk to him about all uh washington commanders uh offseason stuff that's going on we've got a lot to uh for him to fill us in he is an insider mm-hmm. he's awesome looking yep. forward to talking to him and again like i said there's a significance to the episode 57 of him being on the show so we're going to talk uh with Pete <laughs> then in the cool down trev we're going to talk yeah all kinds of stuff i've got some rapid fire for you it may okay. not actually be Related to the Washington um, sports scene, some yes. of it is. Okay. Um, so okay. we're going to talk about that stuff in the uh, cool down. All right. All right. I'm so ready. That's what we got coming up on the show today. Are you ready, Trev? Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've got I'm, some I promise I'm ready. I know, dude. All I'm right. ready. I got my Fresca, a little yeah. mini Fresca tonight. So I'm ready. Let's do it. Is it is it uh, is it spiked with anything, or are you just straight, nah, straight Fresca? No spike. I hear you. All right. So here's the first thing. Trev, uh, yeah. you know me. Uh-huh. I am a middle age. Oh, I got a birthday Lord. coming up. So I'm okay. in my I'm in my 50s. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. I'm about as square as a guy can get. Oh gosh. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. I need yeah. some help. Okay. Right? We need help with. We need help with. Trev. Yeah. What the heck is going on mm-hmm. with 
Kanye West and oh. this whole oh. is it Donda or is it yes. Donda? Is it Donda? Okay. All right. So what, what do you want to know? What, what the heck happened? First of all, did you have to buy his app or whatever in order to download his music? No. So okay. Donda is the name of his mother. D-O-N-D-A, Donda West. Um, He has a documentary out right now on Netflix called Genius. It's spelled J-E-E-N-Y-U-H-S, Genius. Which I did start watching. Yes, and this, yes, it's very, very good. So yeah, this whole Donda thing is an album dedicated to his mom. The stem player is this little device, like a Bluetooth okay. device that you can hook up via Bluetooth and it control, yeah. it has his album on there and you can play it with vocals only instrumentals only certain parts of the song only you can like customize the way it sounds right there in that little player. It's $200. His music. So is you had to a, buy that. No. So he oh. ended up streaming that event last night via YouTube and Amazon music and stuff too. So you could watch mm-hmm. it, but you can't listen to any of the songs or his new album unless you have that $200 stem player. It's not available on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, none of that. It's strictly on the stem player. So okay. when you get the stem player, you buy it, you go to stemplayer.com, hook it up via Bluetooth, and you put it on the stem player. So I mean, I mean, Kanye's got to send us some uh, some money for <laughs> no joke, man. the heck out of his uh, platform. He got that e- and- yeah, he got that Elon money, so we need to prom- oh, yeah, we should <laughs> get some of that. Yeah, for we should get a little bit. So what was the deal? with the with the broadcast or whatever what i i mean did it go wrong or was it he threw his mic last night because the sound guys were messing up his vocals with his microphone so and then like the song would be sped up faster than what he could rap so all the special guests were trying to race and rapper and like perform fast to catch up with the beat of the song yeah trash so he threw yeah. his mic in frustration and just said, whatever. So he probably, some of those people don't have a job today <laughs> or they're, either they're looking for a job or don't have one. For yeah. Job, so. yeah. I saw yeah. a lot of like um, um, memes or whatever when um, Biggie Smalls was through his mic <laughs> yeah. and his sound yeah. guy or whatever at a live yeah, I like performance. That one. Yep. So did Same he, did, so he actually did that? He like threw oh, yeah, it he at threw the guy like, or he, he just threw yeah, it down? He just threw it like across towards that area right. like i'm sick of this it was it was pretty embarrassing but he, it's kanye west he pulled it off but the so the actual event or the actual oh, music amazing. and the visuals oh, yeah. were all great it uh took place in miami at some arena i don't know if it's the miami dolphins or wherever else, but somewhere in miami outside in the stadium yeah and he, uh, he had his house his where he grew up in chicago that was the prop like that was the prop of the thing and it lit on fire and split in the middle and he had water on there so it looked like he was walking on water you know he's a big jesus guy so like yeah it was it was really entertaining very entertaining it's so good oh so the music so the music was good right yeah music is very good oh god yeah yes because i only know i know his his kind of pop rap right yeah you know i know that stuff Mm -hmm. and i love that stuff but i don't know kind of his his underground, not maybe, maybe not underground, but you know, as, as we said stuff. back in the day, the old man stoner says, <laughs> we, um, we like the B side. Oh yeah. Right? I got Have you. you ever heard yeah. the B side? Cause that's probably before your time too. Right. No, I mean, because I the, B side. Well, cause you had the records way back the vinyl, right? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. had your A side, which was the hit. And then if you mm-hmm. turn the record over and played the other side, which was the B side, then that was mm-hmm. kind of the 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 song that wasn't as big that you kind of wanted people to hear just so you heard mm-hmm. more of what what's on the album. So that's where exactly. that kind of B-side comes from. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know any of his kind of B-side music. I know his it's Good. His I can put you on. I can put you yeah. on. Should yeah. I? I mean Yeah, you should you should listen to Donda. Listen to Donda. It's it's edited yeah. too. Not even cussing. He made it that way. Okay. Uh, it's edited. It's very good. I mean, it's I like it. It's produced really right. well. The beats are different. Yeah, let's go ahead. Take it. Take it okay. Take All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of see what was going on with Kanye. I know you're a big Kanye guy. Big Kanye guy. Yeah. So I just, I didn't understand. What was going- and with the time like difference this. where I'm at and everything, I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was just like, you know what? I'll ask Trev because I know Trev. Yeah, I'm knows. the guy. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's another question I got for you. 
before okay. we get to Pete Haley, who's coming up here in, in a few minutes. Okay. All right. So here, here's something I don't understand. Maybe you don't understand either, but I don't understand. Maybe our audience, our, our um, viewers can chime in as well. Okay. So, you know, I am in a different area right now, as you can kind of see behind me. Yes. Right. It's daytime. Yeah. It's right. 840 in the morning right now. <laughs> and I know where you are. It's nighttime and everything. Mm-hmm. So to get here, mm-hmm. traveling is, you know, it's hell, basically. I bet. It's very difficult to go from the east coast of the U.S., from Washington, mm-hmm. all the way to Asia, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes about, with all your stopovers and all this, it takes about somewhere around 36 hours. Maybe not quite that long. That's a long time. But here's time. my question. Okay. When I fly on my leg from LA mm-hmm. to Manila, okay. it's about a 15 hour flight. Okay. okay. Which is brutal, right? That's right. That's uh, that's a long flight. I don't like doing it. Coming back from Manila to LA uh-huh. is like 12 hours. I don't understand. Why there's such a huge difference? Maybe they take a different route on the way back. Well, why don't you take that route going there? Because maybe it's not that's the quickest route there. Yeah, it's like your GPS. You type it in what's your quickest route, right? And whatever that says is according to the GPS, that's the quickest route. And the way back, the same way, I guess. I don't know. Well, now I know there is there are (laughs) the winds, right? The winds are up there, the winds always go from west to east right and then that so when you're going from manila to la you got the the tailwinds that help push you but nathan says rotation of the earth rotation of earth for real that might be a thing but it's three hour difference it's a three hour difference and and another thing that boggles my mind all right (laughs) so when you go from washington (laughs) to la yeah, you're going back in time, basically, right? So, LA's three hours behind. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. when you, so it's going back in time. Yeah. But when you go from LA <laughs> to Manila, the I time goes going. forward by I don't know. nine hours. I think it is. Right. Um, so this one I can't help like, you with. <laughs> you cross like the international date line, and then all of a sudden the time like jumps back to a different i don't get it trev i don't get it either stoner i i don't know <laughs> i'm sitting there on an airplane and i'm trying to figure out what time it is and do they i have, have no GPS idea for airplane, airplanes like we do down here on ground yeah they i mean they've got like they've got like the the screen in front of you to where yeah. it tells you how long to your destination and the time at your destination and the time at your departure but i still i can't do that math right like, the math just it just Hey, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a funnels me. I don't know that one, Stoner. No. So, <laughs> nah. so what do you think of Nathan's um, theory of the rotation of the Earth? I'm going to agree with it because it sounds scientific, and I don't question yeah. science. So, <laughs> so okay. So, if that's the case, on the way back, does the yeah. Earth rotate in the opposite direction? Oh, See, that's a good point. Now, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't get it. We need some math nerds in here hours to help. There, Twelve hours back. Help I've always been a firm believer of it. Always takes quicker to come back from wherever you go. It does. I don't know. The, I mean, and it doesn't matter where you're going. Yeah, this proves it right here. They always say it's always quicker to come back than for when you're going. Like whenever I go yeah. to DC to the games, it's like yeah. so long. But I'm coming home. It's like I got home in like almost three, less than three hours. So almost that's three. three I don't know. So there's no science behind it. It's all in my brain. No, there's science. There's definitely science. We just don't know what the science is. Yeah. You know what? That's what? that's going to be the first question I think we ask Pete when he comes. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. See if see if he uh, he can let's help explain he time and rotation of Earth and all kinds of science stuff. Let's do it before we get there. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the game. We're going to have Pete here in just a second. Uh, before we mm-hmm. do, we got a little. Um, bills to pay as they like to say so uh on the other side of this quick break we will bring in pete haley he again you can find him on nbc, NBC sports, sports commanders washington. it's nbc sports commanders now i think i'm gonna have I, to ask him about that it's not I don't know. NBC that's, sports washington 
I think. I, why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it still be? We're still Washington Commanders. Why wouldn't it be? It wasn't ever national. Come on, I don't know, man. Just bring. I don't know. <laughs> another another question for Pete, right? That we're yeah. gonna have to ask. And Washington yeah. Football Talk, of course. Uh, him, JP Finley, Mitch Tischler have a great podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, that I always check out. It's one of my favorites. So, uh, when we come back, we will talk to uh, Pete Haley. Pete Haley. <laughs> the game is brought to you by Pacers Running Stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, so let's bring in Pete now. Now we're going to have – we don't have our normal – our normal uh, when Nathan's here, he does all of the fancy. Beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might take us a second to fix this up uh, all fancy, but let's bring let's in Pete ahead. Haley. All right, and then we're gonna switch to this, and then we're gonna put Pete in the big seat. There we go, Pete Haley. Washington, wow. NBC Sports Commanders. No, I don't know. I don't know why. Them? I saw no. your tweets today promoting this. Why would, yeah. like Trev said, why would we just become NBC Sports Commanders? We are definitely not changing. It is NBC Sports Washington. Yeah. Okay. So I looked on the on the website on the NBC Sports Washington's website, and it said yeah. NBC Sports Commanders. Uh, so, so that's why I got. Confused. He's gonna check it right now. Look, look at Pete. You got Pete yeah. working off now the I'm clock, Yeah. Like, Pete. Pete, you got to check your paycheck stubs and make sure it's coming from the proper source. We don't. My very cursory look that I just did is that our yes. Twitter account is still NBC Sports Washington. Our website still NBC Sports Washington. Thank I, you. I don't. I don't know what what you're looking I, at, but I. I regardless, I appreciate the the warm welcome I've received, <laughs> even if the branding you're pushing out seems totally wrong. Yeah. Okay. I totally botched the branding. I saw it Jeez. somewhere. I and almost I said something to you too, Stoner. I was like, "Nah, I'll let it yeah. ride. I'll let Pete handle it himself." <laughs> yeah. Well, look, it's it's kind of a common theme here. Something mm-hmm. goes wrong; it's usually my fault. So yeah. that that's that's easy. All right. Well, Pete, thanks for taking the time to join us. Before we get into the, all the Washington talk, uh, Commanders talk, and everything, we have a couple of things to ask you about. First, why is it when when I fly from LA <laughs> to Asia? It takes 15 hours, and the exact flight back from Asia to L.A., it only takes 12 hours. So the flights, it's because of the winds. I think you're going against the wind one way, and you're going with the wind the other way. But, like, when you're driving, like, if I go somewhere 45 minutes away or two hours away to go visit somebody, it always feels like the trip home is quicker, even if it's exactly the same. And I don't know if it's because – You've been on that road before. You've done that path before. So you're kind of recognizing right. things and it's, it's easier to process it. But there is a strange phenomenon about the drive home feels much quicker than the drive out there. But in terms of planes, I think it's got to do with the weather. And that is far above my pay grade. That, yeah. Well, that's some serious windage if it's a three hour <laughs> difference. Yeah, I mean, from one direction. You're up there really high, too, so who knows? Yeah, you're up there high. It's a big machine. You're going really fast. I would assume that the wind can matter quite a bit. So that's that's kind of my (laughs) hypothesis here is that. He thinks we're idiots, Stoner. Thank you very much. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot one in the same, too. So we're all in good company here. Yeah, that's great. All right. So the other thing before we get to it is, is we talked a little bit at the beginning when we first came on. We talked about the significance of episode 57. Okay, Mm -hmm. so here's the quote that Pete (laughs) tweeted, and this is way back in September of last year when he was on a a different show, a podcast called Glass of Joe. He said, it's a known fact that the 57th episode of every podcast is where shows really peak. So good thing Glass Glass of Joe invited me on for their 57th. Mm -hmm. So here we are, our 57th. And we kept bugging you as time went on and said, 57th show, Pete, we're counting on you. You're going to be here. Why is it the 57th show is the peak show for all podcasts? I I really, truly admire your guys' ability to track me down and keep this going throughout the year. It felt like every month or two, I got a tweet like, hey, it's episode 33. We'll see you in, in three and a half months. And I was like, yeah, these guys are going to forget. And lo and behold, Whatever. here I am on 57. Um I think that was just straight up sarcasm by me because I was on a random episode of that nice podcast, a couple of friends of mine. 
So I wanted to sure. try and sell it and say, look, this is where we peak. So congrats to you guys for having your best episode ever right now. tonight. Too. And That's... again, your ability to just keep this going is top notch. And the production value on this, you guys had a commercial before I came on. That is absurd. There's funny <laughs> graphics floating, your names, your Twitter handles. Like this is a really freaking well done podcast. I'm actually honored to be a part of it. And I'm glad I joined. Look I at that, Pete. That, Pete. That's some high great. praise from Pete Hayes. Oh, well, thank you. Like, thank you very sick. much, Backgrounds Pete. are great. Everything's working. And, right. hell, I wish I, I wish I said episode 17 is when things peak so I could get on here sooner, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, well, now now we've peaked. Now it's all downhill from here. Now, now, <laughs> now we're just going to go downhill. Well, all right. So let's get into some some football talk here. We've It's the off season now, and we've kind of hit all of the topics Ad nauseum. I mean, there's really nothing new going on, but Mm -hmm. some of the things. So I'll I'll hit you up first with something that just came out yesterday, I believe, or maybe today. Again, the time difference where I'm at. I'm 13 hours ahead right now, so I'm not sure if it was yesterday or today. But Pro Football Talk put out that tweet saying that the the Commanders are are really charging ahead. I don't know the exact words of extending Terry McLaurin and Deron Payne. Do you find – we all know they want to sign McLaurin, but do you find the Deron Payne thing a little bit surprising considering what's happened in the last year? I definitely do. I, I think it's surprising because of the position he plays, uh, being defensive tackle. They have depth there. They just signed Allen last year, and it felt like once they did that, they wouldn't be able to get Payne done, especially when you have Sweat and Young to take care of in the future. But um, And then you saw Payne get in that fight with Allen. I don't care. They can say it's – a brotherly conflict that they moved on. But if one player feels the need to fight another play on the sidelines, then that feels like maybe there's a bigger issue at play here. Um, but look, I mean, Durant's a serious guy. He, he fits in with the culture Ron's trying to establish. He's still really young. He's, a, he's came into the league at a really young age. And every time I look up his age now, I'm like, damn, he's only X years old, whatever it is now. But uh, I, I definitely am surprised by that. McLaurin makes all the sense in the world, but Payne, mm. I figured he'd be more likely to be traded this offseason than extended. Mm-hmm. And I still probably think that, but maybe they're trying to drum up interest and just make it seem like he's somebody they really plan on keeping to try and make it, you know, then seem like, hey, we're giving this guy away that we wanted to extend. That's my only thinking on that. Um, but we'll see kind of in the next couple of months. I know when they re-signed Logan and John Allen to extensions last year, it was before training camp, right in that late July window. So maybe Terry and Duran and other players like that will kind of get their extensions in the same time frame. I hope so, man. Um, because it's, it's, it is interesting because a lot of people have grouped Deron Payne in a trade package for a quarterback, and then you hear this report about extending him. So it is interesting. I have a question that something that hasn't been talked about at least publicly, as well as the quarterback talk, Terry McClure, and defensive line. What are we gonna do with Landon Collins? Mm. Dude, what that's, you- it's, a, it's a hell of a question, right? I know. Because what? If, if, if I was on episode 17 and we were talking about this in October, we'd be yeah. like, why do we care what's going to happen with Landon Collins? Week 17 mm-hmm. is going to come, it's going to go, and they're going to release him and move on, and it's going to be the most recent terrible contract that's going to go in the graveyard alongside the Hainsworth and the Archuletas right. and all those players. Mm-hmm. But he was – legitimately behind Allen, probably their second best defender in the last couple months of the year. And I love how decisive he was and how good of a tackler he was. It was a completely different Landon Collins. Now, even at that high level that he was playing at, he's not worth the 16, 17 million he's slated to earn. So I think it's going to have to be a pay cut. I think they'll frame it as, look, Landon, we want you here. Uh, You played a position that you thrived in. And it may not be your favorite, but the money you're going to get with us, say we drop you down to nine or ten million, you're not going to get that on the open market as a safety. Mm-hmm. You like this area, you want to fulfill Sean Taylor's legacy. You, you came here a couple years ago, and you want to make it kind of your your home here. So take a pay cut. You're still going to be making more with us than you would on the open market, and let's keep this thing going. So that's what I think is going to happen. I think they'll free up a little money by giving Landon a bit of a deduction, but still make it worth his while, and then you know move forward with him as a good defender because him at Ten million as a dual linebacker is a lot more appealing than him at sixteen million because no linebacker is worth that amount of money, really. Yeah, sure. you're right. Yeah, and then, and as a follow up, let's go to the other side of the ball. Brandon Sheriff's gone, right? I mean, I like Brandon Sheriff. I think he plays a, a great role, but at I guess at that money, he's probably not going to be here next year. And I would assume he's gone, and this is a stance I flipped this offseason. I was always in the keep Brandon Sheriff camp, and I think mm-hmm. there are times when his penalties or, or his missing games overshadowed just how useful he was and how critical he was. 
But -hmm. this past season, only playing 11 out of 17 games, I think it's his fifth straight year missing multiple games. It's just, it's just not worth it for what you're going to have to pay him. And you have Wes Schweitzer, who performed pretty mm-hmm. admirably at times at guard both sides. You have Sadiq Charles, who I'm mm-hmm. not sold on, but you can at least maybe give him an extended look. Or you can just sign somebody cheaper or draft a guy in the third or fourth round and, and yeah. get you know someone who shows up at least every Sunday. So Sheriff is no doubt talented, but I think the way he's worked the franchise tag, he's going to be looking for a humongous payday. Yeah. And with Rivera, he's seen, look, we're going to miss this guy at least for three or four weeks every year, if not more, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be able to back up the Brinks truck for him. And Martin Mayhew had that quote that, look, we tried to make him the highest paid guard ever, mm-hmm. and he turned it down. So I think there's a little more friction. And while Sheriff may say all the right things about staying here long term, I don't think it's going to happen. And I think that's best yeah. for the team. I agree. Um, so Pete Haley, you're in charge of all of the first offseason move of the Washington Commanders. And that first move is to get a quarterback. What are you doing? What is Pete doing? What is Pete doing? doing? It's a question I get. What is Washington doing? What is Pete doing? You have control. What are you doing to get us a quarterback? It's it's a two pronged plan here. First off, I'm probably not going to waste my time with the Packers. I'm not going to try and stoop as low as Carson Wentz. And I would rather avoid Jimmy G. So I'll go to the Seahawks and say, what's it going to take to get your guy Russell? I know he's a bit on the decline. Maybe he's, he's entering the backstage of his career, but his, Mm -hmm bad season is stellar compared to what Washington has had. So I'm going to offer up a, a really hefty package. I'm going to say here, take Deron Payne, take multiple first round picks, take another core piece of my team because my team's not going anywhere. And if the Seahawks, if Pete talks to Pete Carroll and he's cool with it, great. We're, we're done yeah. for. If not, again, I don't want to touch the Jimmy G's and the Carson Wentz's and the Mitch Trubisky's. That's not enough for me. So maybe I'll sign one of those guys just to you know round up my room, but I want to then go draft mm-hmm. Malik Willis. And if I have to trade up mm. to the seventh, eighth spot, jump over yeah. Pittsburgh, jump over the Broncos, I'm going to do it because yep. this postseason has showed me quarterbacks with ceilings that are sky high, not just good quarterbacks, not just guys who are better than Taylor Heineke, but ceilings that are so effing high you can barely look at them are the right. ones that are going to drag you to the promised land. And I think that's mm. what I would do. So Russell and Malik are the two guys I'm going after. If I can't get Russell, I'm doing what I can to get Malik. And that's I like that, Pete. I like that, what you, Pete. What do you say to the guy? I do too. I, lo- I love that, Pete. Like, you know, hey, Ron, give Pete a call. Give Pete a call, Ron. Like <laughs> Marty Mayhew, all of them. Um, what do you say about those who think that or who say that Russell Wilson is Donovan McNabb 2.0? That he's done and that he's going to come here and just be terrible? You know, I, I would say, look, you're – your skepticism is warranted. All things that come to Ashburn tend to wilt and look worse than, you know, when they leave versus when they arrive. But, you know, I would have to look at Donovan's numbers, um, you know, compared to what Russell is and their ages. I don't know exactly if they're in the same stages of their career, but my answer would be Russell's performed way better than Donovan ever has. Donovan was probably a top, he's kind of Kirkish, maybe a top 10, top 12 at his peak. Russell Wilson's been top three, top five. And, you know, today versus even 10 years ago, quarterbacks are playing longer. They take better care of themselves. And Russell is a guy who does that seems like more than most signal callers, if not all of them. So I think he's someone who's very thirsty to improve his legacy and win another Super Bowl. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be scared off by Donovan Knapp just because there have been past failures. Like with last year when people were saying you can't draft Justin Fields because they already tried the Ohio State quarterback and Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Yep. You can't let those past things influence your future actions. So I'd still go get Russell. And if he turns out to be Donovan 2.0, then it's it's a terrible beat. Is, but you, you tried your best and, and right. you made a move that everybody would have approved of. And that's really all I can ask for. Are there any rumblings in the building or wherever you are these days about any other positions that we should pay attention to that could shake things up this offseason? You know, not necessarily rumblings, but just kind of where I'm looking at the team. I, when I was watching the Rams make their run, you know, they had uh, Cooper Cup, they had Robert Woods, they had Van Jefferson. They had a, three really nice receivers, one who is an MVP candidate, and two of them were damn good supporting pieces. And they said, you know what, this isn't enough. We need to sign Odell. And they signed Odell. And Robert Woods got hurt the next day, but I want people to remember that they signed Odell to play with those other three guys. They were going to have mm-hmm. two number ones, a 1B and a 1C at receiver. And I think that's what Washington has to do at receiver this offseason. They can't just say, McLaurin's great, Samuel's going to get better, De'Ami Brown's going to take a step forward, and we can re-sign Cam Sims and Adam Humphreys, and there we go. We're fine. No, they need no. to invest in receiver. They need to sign 
a big name guy there. They need to draft someone in the first, second, third round. They need to throw even more resources at that because if you get Russell Wilson, then holy mm-hmm. hell, he's going to have massive weapons and be able to score 30 points a game. But if you get Jimmy G, who needs a lot of help, then there you go. You're supplying that help. So I think receiver in today's day and age, it's it's about depth. It's about having four guys who can scare defenses. And right now, Washington has Terry, who does it. Curtis, who mm-hmm. in theory could do it, but never did it last year. And mm-hmm. Logan Thomas, who's coming up in ACL. So I think they need to really you know, be aggressive at receiver and round out this offense. Then, of course, defense, you know, middle linebacker, yada, yada. But I have become a pro offense guy. Stop trying to win through defense. You got to win through scoring points. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, I mean, the days of drafting a first round defensive lineman year after year after year, those days yeah. are gone. We've seen yeah. what that result is. So mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I think you just draw, uh, draft skill player after skill player, trade for him. I like the, you know, the Mike Williams out there from, from the Chargers, things like that. Okay. So let's move a little bit off the field now. If we okay. can here. And there's there's obviously tons of stuff always going on off the field with this team. We know that. Um, what do you th- what do you think of the uh, the new investigation that the NFL's got going on, which is now not investigating necessarily the commanders, but they are investigating specifically Dan Snyder for this one particular allegation. Is it like me? I'm a little bit older. I'm a little bit more cynical on how these things are going to turn out, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. But do you hear anything in your world that this is actually going to be substantive? I don't even know if that's the right word. Sub- substantive? What's the right word? Pete, you're the right maybe. I think so, substantive. Yeah. You got yeah. the right word, wrong pronunciation, but <laughs> you know, you're go. close. Um, <laughs> look, I totally understand the skepticism. The NFL seems quite corrupt mm-hmm. at times. The commanders have – you know, football team Redskins have operated in a pretty shady way under Dan Snyder and have faced really no punishments aside from a $10 million fine that looks yeah. good in headlines, but really doesn't do anything for anybody. Um, but I think, I don't know if this specific investigation is going to lead to any sort of action, but I do think the more attention that is swirling around this team is going to eventually mm-hmm. tip the scales and, and lead to uh, a change, lead to an actual punishment. I don't know what it will lead to, but I do think we're heading towards something as opposed to, Mm. uh, you know, just continuing the status quo and Dan Snyder's here for another 50 years. And Mm -hmm. I, again, I don't know if that happens in six months or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you know, with where the world is today, people are being held more accountable no matter what position they have, no matter how powerful they are. And NFL owners owners are as powerful as it gets. They, they can basically, they answer to nobody and they have wallets the size of, uh, you know, apartment buildings, but you can't, you can't, Mm do the things he's been accused of doing. And if those are true, then mm-hmm. you just can't run an organization and just, again, no. people are being held accountable all over the place. You're seeing powerful people be taken out of spots that you thought they would hold forever. So again, I, I see this progressing. It's probably slower than what the victims would like it to progress at, but I do think it's inching forward as opposed to standing still. All right, Pete, thanks for answering the serious stuff. Now I'm going to get, I'm going to get yeah, off yeah. of that. Cause whatever. That's right. We're going to get past cool. that. Good for Did- me. Are you a Commanders fan? Was that one of your names personally that you wanted to have for this organization? Or how do you feel about the name? Has it grown on you? Just where are you at with the name and the branding right now? So the name has certainly grown on me, and I think it's just it's nice to have a name. I understand football team was liked by people, but that is just so weird that we all convinced ourselves (laughs) to call football team a football team. And it was like, yeah, that's just what they're called. It's not acceptable to do no. that we cannot we cannot let that be the thing that we do for the rest of eternity so i'm glad that they have a name the commanders we can say that terry mclaurin is a commander we can say they instead of it's because it's a football team no, it's the commander so they are winning etc that nerdy stuff matters to me more than it should but the name itself the thing i say to people is like there's so many leagues so many teams it's impossible to come up with a new name at least this name hasn't really been done before, aside from the AAF, but nobody cares about that league. So it's it's relatively right. new. And while it may seem bland and, and corporate and clean cut and maybe uninspiring, I do think eventually it will just be accepted. Some people may like it. Some people may begrudgingly do so. And some people are still going to say the Redskins, which is up to them and fine. But I like Commanders okay. Uh, the, the rollout sucked. The, the logos could be better. But it's it's nice to have it be wrapped up and done and now we can start yes. getting used to it and that's have, kind of the most important thing for me have you seen the uniforms in person yeah i saw them, at, like the, them? at the rollout 
I love the black. I, I think I like the burgundy even more. Uh, the white ones, like most people, kind of need to still grow on me, but I'm hoping that the, the red that they have is, is matching with the other stuff and it looks okay because in some of the mock-ups, it does look Arizona State-y, Falcon-Z, mm. et cetera. But I think yeah. two out of three of them are smashes. The black is going to be amazing in a nighttime game against the Cowboys. The yeah. all-burgundies are going to look sweet in, in the fall on 1 o'clock Sunday games. And then if you mix Let's and match, go. that can be really cool too. So the, the, the uniform's great for me. Name, decent logos decent but i felt like they kind of missed it there and the rollout mm. itself was totally <laughs> underwhelming but hey you know this, this washington we're talking about they're gonna screw exactly. up quite often and uh but that, know, it's fine. It's that, that friday night event at fedex was pretty good right yeah i mean i didn't go better than because, the tuesday thing yeah i, I didn't go because the weather was kind of you know awful and i was kind of yeah. tired that week and no one was yeah. telling me to go from my office so i just kind of slept and snuck under the radar there um, but that seems like it went well, and I think they need to do stuff like that all off season. They can't just be done now, and it kind of seems like they're done, but they need to do more events like that to further ingratiate yeah. fans with the name and just yes. shove the branding in their face. Give them hats. Give them. I gave my friend a lanyard recently, and now he's using it for his car keys, and it and he drives all the time, so he's looking at that lanyard <laughs> and he's associating the commanders with the main goal of the team. So continue to Smart, give out dude. merch. Continue to meet people. Uh, where wherever they are all around this area and, and send international fans stuff, send them emails and videos and stuff to continue yeah. to make people become accustomed to this being the new name. And if you're going to the Wiz game, you're going to the Nats game, you're going to the Caps game, what game are you going to the Commanders? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. This is this is definitely another thing. <laughs> this is the guess, thing, right? Yeah, this is probably my biggest complaint with the name. Um, you know, hogs would have been easy. It's just hogs, uh, red wolves, yeah. wolves etc. But commanders, there's no good option. I've heard C's, I've heard comms, I've heard durs, I've heard manders, I've heard everything. I think comms is probably what you go with. Then do you spell it C O M S? Do you spell it C O M M S? I don't know. It's a mess in that regard, but I think most people just say comms and it'll be okay. Or you can just say commanders. I know yeah. it's long, but in, <laughs> in reality, say me saying commanders and me saying comms probably about a two a point zero two second difference let's all yeah, exactly. realize that an extra syllable or two is not going to freaking kill us exactly i got a question I, I like, oh sorry go, go ahead. ahead no go ahead no mine's different from what just, you're talking about go ahead all right you i go was ahead. just gonna say why don't you call them the dubs i like uh, no dude out there i think the warriors are more so the doves than the wizards yeah. Um, yeah i appreciated the creativity there i think that's the kind of outside the box thinking that needs to happen um you know i was thinking and this one's maybe lame maybe cool but with them having three stars on the collar of the jerseys i think and the more i think about this the more it might suck because it's cowboys related kind of but calling them the washington three stars like the yankees they're called the bronx bombers the there's the cowboys Ooh. are america's team the giants are big blue like you don't necessarily have to have a nickname that is just mm -hmm. a shortened version of it. It's not just Vikings to Vikes. Like you can become something else. So maybe it's something like that where it's the Commanders, but then their nickname's the Three Stars. They're Yo, Pete, you're on to something. Whatever. So I think it could be a, a shorter name that is separate from the actual name. And if it becomes Three Stars somehow and people actually like that, know where it started. It started right yeah, here. Right here. <laughs> on the show. So 57, <laughs> yep, this damn right. with so. Pete Haley, the peak <laughs> of our peaking. show. We are yeah. Speaking right now. So, Pete, real, uh, real quick, how long have you known JP and, and Mitch and B. Mitch? Like, how long have you guys been a, a tight knit group? Um, I started interning for JP sophomore year of college, which was maybe 2015. So, coming up on like seven years with him, and then got close to Mitch a couple years after that because we didn't overlap too much. And then B. Mitch, kind of the same. So, known them all for at least five years. And they're as, I don't know if it's, it's not definitely not pathetic to say. But as lame as it is to say that three guys in their upper 30s and older than that are three of my better friends in the world, they definitely aren't. They're, they're tremendous people. That's they're hilarious. Man. They like to drink. They like to play golf. They like to bet. They like to do all the things I like to do. And they've taught me many, Let's many go. important life lessons. So I love love all three of those guys with all my heart. That's what's well, up. <laughs> we love your podcast uh, with those guys, with JP and Mitch and, and or JP and uh, Mitch Tischler. And sometimes B Mitch comes on as well. And and I listen to it all the time. I love it. I love the chemistry you guys have and your honesty when the team is playing really bad and you guys will yeah. into the team as necessary. And, and, of course, I've said this. I've tweeted you many times over the years. 
or the last year or so that I love the stuff you put on NBC Sports Washington because it's it's short, it's to the point, it's not a whole detailed thing. You just get right to it, tell us what we need to hear, and then mm-hmm. move on to something else. And and you do great work, and we're honored to have you on this 57th episode of Ref the District. Sure. And I don't know. Watch yourself in your in your tweets because we'll be watching and we'll pray <laughs> on anything that you put out there that would be to our advantage to get no you joke. back on our show in the future. <laughs> I mean, hell, thank you. That was a very nice two minute uh, compliment fest. I appreciate it all. It's, it's our job is really fun, and I'm glad you like what I do. Um, yeah, but I'll be honest. You know, I do many fan podcasts, many many you know different shows. I have enjoyed the hell out of this guest stint, and I promise you, it will not be another fifty-seven episodes before I return. So let's give ourselves some time. That, we don't want to. We don't want to bump heads yeah. and get too comfortable here. Let's take right. a breath. But like yes. you know, preseason, you know, after the draft, whatever, hit me up, and I'm yep, happily yep. joining again. This has been a very fun chat. You guys are great, and I am still very jealous of the setup and all the graphics <laughs> and stuff. So it's been it's been a blast. Thank you for the invite. Of course, uh, Pete, awesome. man, this awesome, dope. Uh, thanks again. Uh, of course, you can catch Pete. Like we just talked on NBC Sports Washington, not there you NBC go. Sports Commanders, there NBC Sports Washington, and of course the uh, Washington Football Team, Washington Football Talk. We don't say team mm-hmm. anymore uh, yeah. with uh, JP Finley, Mitch Tischler, and all the luminaries there. Thanks again, Pete, and we'll uh, be right back uh, with the cool down here. And don't forget to check him out at Pete Haley. I'm not sure I have. I thought you were going to put it in your name there. What's the uh, Twitter handle there? You're, you're, everything about this show has been great except your ability to promote my stuff. Got <laughs> um, I, I got you promise. next time, Pete. I won't leave it yeah. to start. I got you, dog. <laughs> Haley NBCS on Twitter. Uh, everybody who's watching NBCS. this, please go follow me there. And I, hopefully yes, you'll sir. like my stuff as much as uh, Stoner does over there. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thanks again, Pete. We'll see you uh, yep. next Thanks, time. Thanks, guys. I'll All see right. you. Thank you. Man, Yo, that you, was that was awesome having uh, Pete. I gotta switch these. That was dope. Of, you know. That was dope. You gotta, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta promote him better. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Trev. I went what? to their website, mm-hmm. and I swear I saw. Maybe it was their Twitter handle. I swear it uh, said NBC Sports Commanders, not Washington. Nah, nah. So I was like, That's well, maybe they rebranded. That's okay. And all the viewers, sorry that Stoner and I are doing this. It's we, we keep bumping our tables throughout the program. Yeah. So if that's we see that a lot, sorry about that. Yeah. We're just excited. We haven't seen each other in like two weeks, so we're excited. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we got to hit it. Uh, yes. And thanks to uh, everybody who's joined us in the chat. Lashina Carter, sorry we didn't get to your question about uh, what receiver specifically oh, yeah. Pete was trying to get. But um, uh, we just kind of ran out of time there. We had a lot to talk to him about. And uh, Gerald is in here in the chat with us as well, Gerald P. And, and our usual luminaries, of course. And well love Mike. I don't. We love Mike. Not see, that's, Jeez, again, man. that's me. All right, so let's, let's get to our uh, cool down here, Trev. You ready? All right. Yeah. I've got a list of rapid fire hot oh. topics that I want you to comment on. Okay. All right. So. Yep. I'll throw out uh, the actual uh, topic, and then you okay. give me your quick reaction. Again, this all is right, not necessarily all related to Washington sports, but a lot of them are. Okay. So you saw last week with the incident at, at, with Michigan and Wisconsin basketball where Jawan Howard yep. uh, took a swing at the Wisconsin coach and he got suspended for the best for the rest of the regular season. And now Patrick Ewing just came out and said, we should eliminate the handshake line at the end of the game. Are you, do you think we should get rid of that? Or should we just like, I mean, there's one bad apple that happens over the course of 10 years. Can we just kind (laughs) of move on? Yeah. One bad apple, 10 years, move on. Next question. I mean, literally. Aren't aren't we all adults here? Yeah, like, I mean, I know it doesn't really happen in the NBA and NFL that much just because they're all grown men and it's it's a different. But, like, college, high school, you know, Mm -hmm. yes, you want to teach the kids the right way so sportsmanship is shaking hands. Now, Jawan Howard did say don't touch me. Homeboy touched him. That's why I escalated. So, like, if you just keep your hands to yourself other than, you know, 
whatever, it's fine. But don't eliminate it. Don't eliminate it. Don't do that. Totally agree with you, Trev. Okay. All right. So we've got issues with uh, Major League Baseball and their yeah. lockout and their negotiations. They've yeah. already started talking about spring training games are, are being postponed. They should be in spring training right now. Does yeah. this bother you, Trev? I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are, but does it bother you that we could see a shortened Major League Baseball season again? I mean, I'm not like a diehard baseball fan. I've been to a game. I've watched it. I watched highlights. You know, I know of it. But it's America's game. It's the game of America. Like, yeah. everybody goes, Love everybody loves baseball. As big as the NFL is, NBA, baseball is America's sport. So... Yeah, I think it's a it's a huge deal. We're supposed to be in spring training. A lot of offseason moves are supposed to be happening right now, and you're supposed to take a look at what you've got to see what moves you need to make. Like, right? Isn't that what spring training pretty much is? Yeah, and you, so, they yeah. haven't hit free agency yet. Yeah, and that's sign free agents. That's bad. And then you got Juan Soto. I know it's a, it's touchy for you, but you got Juan mm-hmm. Soto who turned down that ginormous contract because he doesn't know what's going to happen. With this lockout thing, so that's that's happening as this lockout happens. Yeah. So yeah, it's a huge deal, huge deal. Can you can you imagine? And I know you guys touched on this last week when I couldn't make it, but can you imagine yeah. having the power and the leverage to right. look at three hundred and fifty million dollars and yeah. say, "No thanks." <laughs> nah. I would. No thanks. If I did have that power, yeah, I love you, Stoner. Wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> I would not be on an island somewhere secluded. <laughs> That I bought yeah. recently. That's my island. You know, like, okay. how could you just turn down three hundred fifty wow. million? That is three hundred fifty million dollars, and you say, uh, "Whatever, nope, I can get more." <laughs> right. Jeez. Uh, and then speaking of kind of off-season stuff with baseball, Ryan Zimmerman retired, uh, kind of quiet, not quietly, but uh, you know, he said, "That's it." And I heard yeah. him uh, on the Junkies this morning. I believe I, again, the time difference has got me confused, but right. Um, and he said he had a good year last year and he didn't want to limp out. He wanted to go out on a good year. And so mm-hmm. he said, that's it. So Ryan Zimmerman, is he getting a uh, statue at Nats park? He should. Yeah, Maybe should. not a huge, a huge giant one, but if you're going to have a, a few statues there, he should definitely be one of them. Yeah, for sure. All right. Mm-hmm. Chris stops. Porzingis is scheduled to make his Woo! Wizards debut. Uh, in their first game after this break, which I think is yeah. the 26th, whatever day that is, Saturday, Friday, I'm not sure. Yeah. Again, time difference, kind of messed up. Are you yeah, looking no, okay. forward to watching Porzingis play in a Wizards uniform? I am. Fresh start. I never really liked him with Luca down there. I felt like they were have, they had a low-key battle of who was a superstar down there. Um, I didn't like him in New York, really. Where did he play? Did he start in New York? Yeah, he started in New York. Uh, he was an all star. Yeah, so I yeah. like. Okay, I, I kind of liked him in New York then, but I never, I never liked him in Dallas. But now that I like him, and I like him in Washington, fresh start. He has he's an injury bug guy. He's always injured, but when he's healthy, he's really good. He's a force. Yeah. Um, it sucks that we don't have somebody else to help play with him like Bradley Beal. But also now we get to see what happens when he doesn't have that superstar. Who does he become? Does he become the guy, or does he need somebody to help him? get to where he's shown he's been. So I like it. I'm yeah. all for it. Let's make a push and get in the play-in tournament, baby. Let's do it. Whatever it takes. That's right. No tanking. Yep. No tanking no on this tanking. show. Nah, not I'm at sorry. all. Not at all. Um, all right. So uh, the U.S. women's national team, the soccer team, yeah, uh, just got a $24 million settlement from U.S. soccer mm-hmm. uh, for their issue with not getting the same pay as the men's team, even though the women's yep. team is always – Right there at the end of all the tournaments, unlike Mm -hmm. the men's team, who can barely qualify for tournaments. Um, And then in the future, they're going to get equal bonus pay as the men's team. I know you're a big proponent of women's sports. So Mm -hmm. what what are your thoughts on uh, that settlement? It's about time. Thank gosh it happened. Uh, Thank gosh it wasn't some phony baloney $2 million settlement, you know? $24 still is probably not what it needs to be, but it's better than what it was. And hopefully yeah. that trickles down to other women's sports like the WNBA. Um, you know, people clown on that. It's not, you know, they don't dunk. It's soft. But, nah, they're, they're playing just as hard as the men do. It's mm-hmm. the same league as the men. It's just women's. So they deserve the same thing as the men do. Not maybe the same. Well, yeah, they deserve equal. I don't care. If they get – if because I just saw um, somebody in the women's league signed a super max deal. It was like 20, 
some odd million dollars for like a super max or like it was something really yeah. low. And I made a comment on Twitter like if that's the super max, something needs to be done because you got like Juan Soto, 350 million baseball. Uh, basketball happens 225 million max contract. You see that happen all the time. Why can't the women break the hundred, the century mark in a million dollar contract or at least the yeah. 50, you know? So shout out to the I women's this- team. Yeah, I think there's a double-edged sword with that, of course, because the women don't necessarily generate the income that Mm -hmm. the men do. Mm -hmm. However, you can't tell Mm -hmm. me, you'll never be able to convince me that these owners that own the WNBA teams are not raising in tons of money. Tons of money. It's just like the the owners for the NBA for many years were not paying their guys. Now, all of a sudden, they can afford... Yeah, two hundred and fifty million dollar contracts. Yeah, right. As though they couldn't afford that. Now they can afford it. No, they've always mm-hmm. been able to afford it. And the same with the WNBA. They they can afford to pay these women yes. a lot more than they than most definitely they can, bro. Yeah. If you can pay the coaches a lot of money more than the players, yeah. then you can definitely play the players. So yeah, get Absolutely. it done. Uh, USFL done. draft was uh, <laughs> in the last couple of days. Were you yeah, paying dog. attention? I was on Twitter following along during my Don the Kanye West stream last night. Okay. Um, I noticed a former Washington Redskins lineman, offensive lineman Tyler Catalina, was drafted by UFFL. Um, Shea Patterson. Who even, knew, who even knew Tyler Catalina was still walking around? Yeah, I didn't even know that he was, yeah, but whatever. Shea Patterson, uh, Michigan quarterback from last year, drafted number one overall. Jordan Tamu, um, he's, he's a quarterback in that league. Kevin yeah. Sloter, who's been a backup in the NFL for a little bit, he got drafted in that. So, wow. uh, yeah, like it's some notable, very minimum, few notable names. Uh, Adonis Alexander, former Washington Redskins cornerback, Virginia Tech yep. Hokie, he got drafted like in the eighth round. But, I mean, and I'm just saying this, but it kind of speaks volumes if you get drafted in the eighth round of the USFL League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I saying. Mean, I'm just how saying. are these – how are these? Guys, how do the general managers of the USFL I, even know bro. that these guys exist? I think I don't know. It was like eight picks around because it's eight teams, so it's like. And I think they did it by group, like positions. Like the first round was quarterbacks, second round was like running backs, third round oh, was offensive linemen. I think that's how okay. they did it. Like they picked. That makes sense. So that's interesting. That's an interesting format, but um, mm. I'm excited to an extent. Like I told you before, show it's football in April, so bring it on. <laughs> yeah, bring it on. I hear you. Um, Kemba Walker. Oh, what I just happened? read this today, bro. Just read what, this today. What happened? He was an amazing point guard at when he was in Charlotte. Obviously, in college, he was amazing. That he he was he was cardiac Kemba, right? Yeah. He was always mm-hmm. carrying a team at the end of games, and then he goes to Charlotte and he's just killing it. He goes yep. home to New York. To the mm-hmm. Knicks, and everybody thought this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And now they've they've agreed his team, yeah. the Knicks and his and Kemba Walker's team of you know mm-hmm. advisors or whatever, they've all agreed he's not going to play the rest of the year. He's just going to sit there and make yeah. his eight million, a la John Paul, and, and you, so he can work out and get ready for the net for next season. <laughs> yeah. What, what I mean, happened? Trade him. Why didn't you trade him? Yeah, you could you could have got something for him, pick something. You could have got something. You're not making the playoffs. You might not even make the play in. So just trade him. Why would you keep him? He's a free agent after this year either. After this year anyway. Uh, I think next year. I think he's oh, in next the first year. year oh, okay. Two year deal. Okay. So next year uh, he's like he's that expiring contract guy. Next year. I mean, he has bad knees, and like mm. I said, I guess they're not they're not gonna make the play in probably so might as well shut him down d rose is coming yeah. back in the next couple of games after missing like two months from an ankle so but I, but like i i read it and i was like why why would you just agree to it's 23 games just play bro just play yeah it, it seems like it to me and i mean i've been a kemba walker guy i like his game he's a wizard killer he just every time he plays the wizards he just he just kills them um, all right, a couple more here, Trev. This is fun, um, dog. I love this. We should the, tell Nathan we should do this in the cool down from now on, dog. Oh, <laughs> um, NBA All Star Game, yeah, or All Star Weekend uh-huh. is the dunk contest. Oh god, dead? the dunk contest is dead because the contestants who participate, bro. Yeah, like, no one wants to see Juan 
I can't even pronounce his last name for the Warriors. Oh, Toscano. Toscano. What's his last what is name? He? No one wants to yeah. see that. Give me Miles Bridges, Job Morant, LeBron James. Give me all these high fives. That Anthony are, that are Edwards. Yeah, that are making top plays on SportsCenter. Get them in the yeah. dunk contest instead of Cole Anthony, Duncan, and Timberland boots. How creative is that? You missed the first time. And then Jalen Green, bro. Like, all these dunks, all the dunks have been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said, bring the old school guys back. If you got some legends who can still get up there, have them do the dunk contest. Lower mm. the rim. Have them do it and have the young <laughs> bucks. Lower the the, rim. Yeah, have the young guns judge the old guys. Like, yeah. inter, inter, intertwine them. But, yeah, this – have more than four – like, more participants – have more than four participants. Yeah. The contest is weak, bro. Week. So I've heard some some people uh, advocate to switch and have the three point contest being the final, you know, the showcase event. Of might as game. well, because honestly, Man. no one picked Carl Anthony Towns to, to be the three point champion. I didn't. I had Trey yeah, Young oh, yeah. as my as my. Oh winner. yeah, Trey. I had uh, yeah. I had um, Luke Kennard. Something or just incorporate. Get rid of the dunk contest. Do a three on three tournament. Do a two on two tournament. Do yeah. a one on one out of set out of seven de- defenders, like to twenty. You know, just do something better than that dunk contest because, like I said, there's nothing else to do. You can only do so many flips and well, jumps. I, and I grew up in the days of Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, Dominique Wilkins, doing things Spud you've never Webb. seen before. Yes, yeah. Spud Webb, five four, five two, dunking the ball. It doesn't happen yeah. anymore. Like yeah. All Star Game too, as well. If it wasn't for Stephen Curry, All Star Game would have been a dud. Be well, honest. what about the the new ending they've adopted that the the Kobe ending they call it, which is a which is a, a play on the uh, the ending for the basketball tournament, which I think mm-hmm. is great. You get to mm-hmm. a certain point in the game, and then you say, "Okay, the next one to score." I don't know what yeah. it was in this All Star Game. I don't know if it's eight or if it's twenty four, but they say so, the next team to get to this point. I mean, that makes it a little bit more competitive, right? Yeah, so this year they they reset the score after every quarter. They set a target score, oh. played to it, and then when that was done, the second quarter happened. It was zero zero. Oh, okay. Um, I think that Kobe thing was like a play, like a a three man weave for something that Monty Williams was talking about. Hmm. But they had to okay. play to a total of one forty nine. I think was the total that they had to play to. And yeah, gotcha. All right. And of course, LeBron yeah. hit the game winner as fitting as it was <laughs> in Cleveland, right? <laughs> in Cleveland. Yeah. I missed a lot of it, but I, I, I tried to check it out best I could. All right. Last Ste- one. Yeah. Steph had 15 threes, by the way. I just want to tell you that. Isn't that insane? He was fif- 15 for 21 and three four. That's, that's insane. <laughs> even, even though nobody's really guarding him, right? Still, bro. He was Still. hitting him from the logo. Like he, bro, Still. starter, he came down and threw it up for the logo and literally yeah. turned around and ran back on the court before the ball even started trajectorying down. That man yeah. is ridiculous, bro. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, all right, last one. Yeah. Uh, who, who is the first half NBA MVP? Not who's going to be the MVP. And I'll give you three. I'll give you three. You have to choose. Embiid, Giannis, or Jokic? Embiid, all day. Embiid? All day. That I think Embiid right now. probably should have been the MVP last year as well. You think Jokic should have got it? No, I think Embiid had a better year. Look, I'm going to say, ready? This is my uh, my parting I, shot before we go. Joel Embiid is the most talented center to ever play the game. The most whoa! talented, whoa, the most talented seven footer to ever play in the NBA. Whoa! Give me, give me somebody. I mean, overall talented. Hakeem Olajuwon. Like, can Hakeem Olajuwon come down and run the break and and dish probably. off and probably? No, he can't. He was a back to the basket. He had the best moves in the paint of all time. All right, hold but on. Embiid can do that. Yet. We got a couple more minutes. A couple more minutes. Hold on, you can't leave Embiid this yet. I'm gonna give you can, one. Can shoot jumpers. Embiid can back to the basket. He can break a guy down. He can pass out of the double team. He can run a fast break. The offense completely runs through him on every play. He does it all. He is the most overall ooh, talented ooh. big man, seven-footer of all time in the NBA. I, 
you know what? I might go. I might agree with you with because you say overall talented, not just dominant down low, but overall talented. Right. He does have tremendous footwork for a dude who's aki as hell and tall as hell. Mm-hmm. Okay, Stoner. As of right now, I'll think on as it. Right I will now. agree with you. Yeah, I I agree with you. He's the you most say, talented. You can say like Kareem has the best shot down low. Obviously, he could score at will with his. Hey, did Doctor J shot, could? But... Did Doctor J could he bring the ball down and do all that stuff too? I feel like he could. Yeah, but he was a seven footer. Oh, I'm talking. I'm talking about a seven footer. I'm talking about okay. a center, a big man. Right, George so have... and Mirasan, baby, George Mirasan, Washington <laughs> Bullets. <laughs> I mean, you have uh, Gerald brings up Shaq, right? Now, Shaq yeah, was does. a dominant big man. He's the best big Shaq, man, that best big man ever. Shaq could have once in a while, he could run a break or whatever, but yeah. they did not do it, wasn't on purpose. Not right. like with Embiid. Embiid can bring the ball down on purpose, they run mm-hmm. the offense through him. Um, whereas Shaq, he wasn't bringing it down. There was a couple of times he has some highlights of him going down and Running the He's fast the most break dominant. Shaq's the most dominant. Low. You cannot, yeah, you can't stop him down low. Yeah. There's no way. You I can mean, stop if you him. go way back to like Wilt Chamberlain, I thought Wilt Chamberlain oh. was the most dominant yeah. big man. Okay. But I mean, Kareem is the best scorer. Patrick Ewing had the best, maybe the best jump shot. Akeem Olajuwon had yeah, he did. the best moves down low and all that. But Embiid can do all of that and more. That's all okay. I'm saying. I'm I not like saying that. he's going to end up being the best center ever. No, no, no. He has to do it year after year after year after year. But I think oh, he's the most talented big man ever. I want to add on to the to the hot to the rapid fire. Ben Simmons, James Harden trade. Who wins in that yeah. trade? The Sixers or the Nets? Who won that trade? Um, gosh, I don't know, man. Those are two malcontents, two guys that I don't know. I think it had to be done on both sides oh, for sure. But sure. Um, but hey, those yeah. uh, they're both teams. I think got better because of the guys they got rid of. That doesn't necessarily mean, for example, Ben Simmons is going to be great for Brooklyn. But Philadelphia got better because they got rid of Ben Simmons. And Brooklyn got Brooklyn better because got they better got rid of. Yep. Because the yes. it wasn't it just wasn't working. It's nah, just it like wasn't. here with Spencer Dinwiddie. Everybody thought in Washington Spencer Dinwiddie was going to be a great fit. The Wizards not. got better because they got rid of Spencer Dinwiddie. Because and Montrezl Harrell, too. And that and was Harrell, not a same thing. Yeah. yeah. All right, word. So, Once word. again, shout out Nathan. Sorry we missed you tonight. He's dealing with some family stuff. Thoughts and prayers out to him and EP as well. Yeah. Um, we talked to them before the show. They're in good spirits. Uh, some progress was made with their situation, so that's good. I was going to say this too, Gerald. Tim Duncan, but he was a power forward. He really wasn't a center, so I couldn't give that to Stoner. But he's yep. the best fundamental big man, I think. Sure. Funda- best fundamentally sound big man, that's like by far. Um, and Wayne also says Sixers won the trade. I think the Sixers won the trade too. I think that James Harden and, and Joel Embiid is going to be a hell of a duo. Some people are already saying Kobe Shaq point two point already, and they haven't even played a game well, together. So, it, it, which I know, which is which I mean, is, the problem that's is, a reach. That's, yeah, a, reach. that's a reach. Just because that's a huge of, reach. Um, I mean, Harden has been known to wear out his welcome wherever he goes. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's a reason the he's been very well. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's been on five teams, but right or whatever it is, <laughs> I don't know how many teams he's been on, but. And next year he'd be like, mm, Philly was cool. I like cheesesteaks, yeah. but I'm going to go to Miami now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just yeah. chasing the money, which is okay. Yeah. But uh, you just can't be considered one of the best ever if you're just kind of chasing nah. the money and always wanting to leave. I mean, he's mm. played with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. He's played with uh, in Houston. Remind me who we had in John Houston. Wall. Did he have- oh. oh, yeah, Russell, didn't he? Uh, he played again. one year with Westbrook. I think he also played again. with um, Clint Capella. Think of, yeah, Capella was really good with him. I mean, he's played with some great teammates, and he's never been able to do it. And so after a while, you have to say, well, maybe it's not them. Which maybe is funny. Me. He can't play with KD at all, apparently, it seems like. Well, they traded him from the Thunder, so that might not have been his choice. But he can't play with KD. He's played with him twice. He's played with Russ yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. It was interesting. But, uh, yeah, just like um, Trev said, shout-out to Nathan and EP. They're in good Mm -hmm. spirits, like you said. We'll see them uh, soon here on the show. Mm -hmm. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Again, thanks to Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington and Washington Football Talk.
uh, podcast for joining us. And uh, I guess that's it. So make sure you yeah. subscribe to us. Please. On all the audio platforms. We're on Apple and Spotify and Google and Amazon podcasts. Hit our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button and the notifications button so you know yes. that when we're going live or when we post new stuff, we're very, very active in our community mm. posts. And we do all sort of uploads on the hot topic of that day. Uh, we've talked about Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera, et cetera, QB issues with uh, Washington. So check us out on our YouTube page. We appreciate everybody who's been here today. So, Trev, until yes, sir. next time. What, Stoner? Be a fan. Okay. We love Washington. Uh huh. And we saw them die hard fans. Yeah, we are. You know, we keep it on 10. One, Let's talk about two, the offense, one, two, three. Let's go. And they gifted. We are. Rest of.